This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. We're marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Um, we're going to start calling this Marking Out Dome, because it is the online <laughs> listening experience in dome form. I'm kidding. It's in podcast form. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. Uh, several ways that you can listen to this on Google Play, on Spotify. Yep, we're on Spotify now, pal. And you can listen to us on Apple Music. If you're subscribing, make sure you rate and review. Give us five stars. We really appreciate that. Uh, Facebook-wise, you can find us facebook.com slash out, twitter.com slash out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash out 11 You can email us at out one at gmail.com and buy our merchandise at prowrestlingtees.com slash out. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Um, he will be joining us a little bit later on the show, Dave, you can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. And our social media influencer that you have to tell that he's super hot, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> you set yourself up. You think I'm not paying attention? You can f- I mean, hey, if you want to call me hot, that's fine. But he's a solid 5 out of 10. You can follow him on Twitter <laughs> at BTTG161 and also Instagram. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Sitting here on a uh, Wednesday afternoon uh, recording a little bit of the podcast because wrestling's all flip-flop this week. Um, We usually release a show Saturday morning. AEW's going to be Saturday night. We're going to come. A Dagnab TNT tournament. (laughs) Hey, listen, basketball, you know, they have a long-standing agreement with basketball, so you got to put that first. I think I have watched one basketball game in my life, and that's because I went to it. Oh, true. I've been I've, I've been dabbling here. I've been like, but not like not like a hardcore sport athlete thing. I've been dabbling <laughs> here and there with it. I've been like watching basketball. Then I'll flip over to hockey. Then I'll flip to baseball. Um, the Islanders could have shut out the, the Capitals last night, but they didn't. But they didn't. I know. I was really bummed about that. Uh, but hey, listen. Actually, in true Islander fashion, they'll probably lose the series now. I mean, they have right now. They don't even have an arena to go to. Yeah, to try. See, they're trying to get like the uh, tax break or whatever for the Coliseum yeah, to reopen. I know it's so. Uh, do we speak about that ever on the show? We we did. I, I believe we did speak about the Coliseum closing at one point. Okay. But not in like great detail. No, not in great detail. There was no Billy Joel concert this time to close. No, I actually filmed the last event there at Nassau Coliseum. Oh yeah. What was it? Lax or something? No, it was uh, Class B basketball. Uh, high school basketball. Mm-hmm. They had their finals there, so I we we broadcasted it. It, but, it was awesome. <laughs> but more 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 than not likely, uh, or more likely than not, they will probably reopen. Oh yeah, probably sure. Yeah, Islanders aren't going back to Barclays, I assume. No, and, I uh, think they're for this season coming up. They're going to finish the the U- USB plug-in stadium or whatever UBS yeah, stadium. The USB plug arena. Stick. Yeah. That's it. The, 14 gigabytes. 14? I've never heard of such a thing. No, 16? It's yeah, usually an 8. No. 8, 16, 4. 8, 16, yeah. I don't know, understand how they got the 14. <laughs> it's weird. Like, apparently the, the Switch has a 200 gigabyte card for it. Um, but, 
uh, backtracking a little bit, Brandon, how has your week been? What have you been cooking? Uh, nothing really. I, I thought about making pasta the other day. Like fresh pasta? Uh, no, huh. God. No. I was gonna say, do you have the gimmick for that? I don't. I did that twice though by hand. Um, after Aziz Ansari's got a show on Netflix, Master of None. I have no idea if there's another season coming or whatever. Okay. But it's been years, and uh, I think there's only two seasons so far. Um, but back to back seasons, he. I think the first season he like learns to make pasta or whatever. And after I watched that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I did it. It was very difficult to do by hand, especially with arthritis. It sucked. Whole thing so, sucked? Yeah. And then I was like, I'm never, ever making pasta again. Flash forward to them releasing the second season. And I think it was, uh, they did an Italy episode or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make pasta again. And... Sure enough, it sucked. My hands don't work like they did before I was 10. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. But, and it was, it, I think it was much better the second time. I had like the, a more, uh, f- uh, a better shape to my, I guess you would say fettuccine because that's how the shape came out. I cut it to be like that. Yep. All by hand. So. Real serious, yeah, and I got and I got a KitchenAid mixer. I, I need to get the the pasta. Yeah, the KitchenAid mixer is like two hundred bucks. Then the pasta attachment's another five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> if I were to get like, a, I think they have an ice cream. They do. Uh, yeah. Well, they don't have an ice cream gimmick that goes on it, but they have a standalone ice cream maker. I have it. It's oh, in my attic. I thought they had a. I, I thought they had a soft serve ice cream attachment Ooh. maybe not i don't know i have one of those sitting in my attic right now that i got from my wedding and we just haven't used you, it i gotta say though i got um a few weeks ago i had tweeted weber because that we got a brand new grill last year okay and for whatever reason the the handle even when it's not on is gets super hot okay my old grill never did that my old grill was always cool to touch i don't know why this one is but i tweeted them about it and they sent over uh gloves to to wear like uh barbecue gloves oh nice well that was nice of them yeah that was really cool they were they're large um don't quite fit my hand so well but i did try them when i was baking the other day and i i, I don't know i don't know how they're supposed to feel because it was getting hot so i don't know if it's supposed to stop like you getting burnt or just like like if it's supposed to be hot okay you ever deal with barbecue gloves or no real gloves no i'm a man i use my bare hands especially yeah, when I'm well, a barbecue I mean, or flipping a steak yeah but the, i don't understand i mean okay so do i well first of all i use tongs when i flip a steak but you just go in there and touch the meat yeah you would be a meat toucher <laughs> i love it i <laughs> love but it yeah there's not not much take place not not much taking place this week. There's a lot of TVs and movies. Yep, that's it. That's it. Well, we. How about yourself? Um, what did I do this weekend? Nothing. Had a socially distant family outing, which was fun. I mean, family party for my sister's uh, son and daughter, half daughter, um, which was a good time. And then Sunday did nothing because it rained all day. Like, all day long. And I've been really liking all this rain that we've been getting this week. Why? Because I don't have to use my sprinklers. 
Oh. And after the very humid past, hot and humid uh, month we've had for the past month, it's uh, nice to give my lawn a little bit of a break. It sucks though. I gotta like. I want to grill. I, I want to grill stuff. So grill in the grill in the rain. I've been I doing it. I don't want to do that. Oh, and I took a page out of your book today. I made gazpacho today. Gazpacho. Yeah. What kind of what kind of book is that? I, don't, I never made gazpacho. <laughs> You've never, it's tomato soup served ice cold. Uh, I mean, I guess there's like a form of that, but I, I've never done that. I would never. I've always wanted to make tomato soup, but I, it's like seems too tedious for me. It wasn't. It wasn't that bad. Just the chopping up was the worst part of it, and then you blended it. It kind of just looked a little bit like throw up. Um, and I, it's it's chilled in the fridge, and I uh, sautéed a little corn and made it, uh, some spicy Mexican corn to put on top of it as a garnish. Uh, was it good? Or did I, you need it yet? You have to wait four hours for it to chill, and I put it in at I want to say eleven o'clock. So I'll eat it for dinner. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, all in all, another solid week. Um, I know we spoke about it. Like, we just talked about it now. WWE Thunderdome, your thoughts? I mean, it's cool that they're graduating to an arena. They, yep. They've uh, taken up a what, what's being reported. The Amway Center uh, in Orlando. Uh, alleged two-month residency at the Amway Center, and they're using WrestleMania-type graphics. Uh, there's going to be a video board, just like the NBA is using, to have virtual fans in the stands. Um, I liked Dan Housen's tweet saying, everybody just let me have every single virtual fan queue so I can have 500 Dan Housens in there, which should be so I, good. Uh, you would need 500 devices, but... Hey, listen. But I I, uh, I did attempt just to see what you had to, like, the hoops you had to jump through yeah. or whatever. And it was very interesting. First of all, I, if if at the end of the, the road they were going to say, sorry, the the thing is closed i don't know why i had to jump through all the hoops like i had to sign my name and everything so you and submit all my information. no i had to sign my full name okay. but it was interesting because they're they're going through like the list of rules and stuff is there no aw um, shirts it says no third party marketing okay so i guess we can't have a shirt that says uh i guess you can't wear well, any knockoff marking out shirts i disagree because we are marking out so we would be first party right true, yeah because we own it we right well wwe would be the first party right and then we would be the second party yeah so there's no third parties so we yeah right so we are like there is no third party in marking out when it, it when it davis davis third party. to us well, not really bad joke but um so so technically we can wear marking out shirts by the by what it says written down there, but I'm pretty sure they would. They they're like, they're inching people towards wearing WWE merchandise. Obviously, fine. I'll wear all the Hawkins and Ryder gear possible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have not. It's it's so weird. Since 2011, I believe I have not gone to a WWE event, with the exception of the Hall of Fame in 2013, without a Zack Ryder T-shirt on. That's funny. Yeah, I saw your 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 poster, uh, you your picture you posted today. I don't even have that shirt. Oh, the was it the major? I still woo woo woo. Not major. Uh, oh, that was yeah, and that was a, I like that shirt. It reminded me of like a Nike brand sort of shirt. Yeah. But yeah, I, and I have I think my favorite Zack Ryder shirt is my the one that I made myself. That you give no royalties off of. How dare you, well, Brandon? I, it, first of all, it says Long Island's own 
on it with Zack Ryder colors and the Zack Ryder logo that I drew back when he wanted, uh, he was asking around or whatever for a Zack Ryder. I think it was for a Z True Long Island story logo he wanted. And I only worked on Microsoft Paint, so I dummied yeah, you it still up do. in Paint. No, I haven't been able to work on Paint because my computer's been dead for like 42 weeks. Wow, who's counting? <laughs> well, because I, I do uh, when I uh, when I write my notes, I, I have I jot it down. Oh, okay. All right, but cool. Yeah. So Thunderdome. I mean, last week I said that I have no desire to see WrestleMania. This kind of peaked uh, SummerSlam. Excuse me. This kind of peaked up my interests about SummerSlam to see what they're gonna, how they're going to do it exactly. Um, and I know you guys will probably talk, we'll talk about SmackDown cause that's the first time we're going to be able to see Thunderdome. Yeah. So, you, well, I, maybe I will, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you will, Dave maybe will Dave won't. That. And then, you know, we'll get Dave's opinion later on the show. Uh, yeah. but as I said, we're not talking about a W this week cause it's a later show before our film time. Um, but we're going to talk about impact and they had a great card on Saturday. Impact wrestling emergence night Tuesday. one. Tuesday, sorry, yes. Threw me for a loop there. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, days just blend into each other. Um, and you started off the show with a new X Division champion, Rohit Raju, picking up the victory in a triple threat match over Chris Bay, the champion, and TJP. Um, solid X Division a- action here with Raju, you know, hit the double stop at the end to get the win. Surprising as they were, you know, kind of like trying to play off of each other being teammates and whatnot. Yeah, I didn't expect him to win this at all. He got himself added to this match to be in Chris Bay's favor and make it somewhat of a handicap match against TJP. But uh, I was not expecting him to pick up that victory. And I, I liked, uh, there's been a lot of like talk about TJP on the internet recently and like, oh, how dare he say what he said about him being the best and how he like, he has not been in the ring with anybody greater than him or whatnot. I mean, he looked, I, I, I trashed him and I won't lie, um, but he looked really good in this match. I don't know. Like, I know he had the TJP clutch in WWE. I don't remember him doing so many submission moves, but every single submission move that he did in this match was fantastic. Yeah, He did. Like, they even had, um, at one point, I forget what the, the move is called, where it's like, the like not a surfboard, but like it's like a pirate ship kind of like yes. rocking back and forth. And then he had... And a gory special. special on Chris Bay at the same time. I was like, bro, what... And then he did the he did the uh, the double octopus or abdominal stretches. Yeah. I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah. I, I was, It was good. You know, I, I mean, I don't take back what I said. You know, as, as being anybody, you know, there's probably still guys in AEW that are playing on the highest scale, like Christopher Daniels. I bet you he's still learning off of these new guys. So never say that you're the best in anything that you do. I'm, Brother, but who? Yeah, I, I'm flat out saying I'm one of the best damn online listening experiencers ever. <laughs> yeah, but you can always get better. Yes, you can. And he's, he doesn't say that he can't get better. He says he learns from people sometimes, but he doesn't. But he is nece- he is the best. He doesn't say that he doesn't learn from other people. Yeah, but he was in the, he's been in the ring with Okada before. Enough said. Next up, you had a TNT. We'll talk about Russell House a little bit. Um, 
where you got the TNT Championship match, as as expected. Mother. What? TNA. What? T whatever. TNA Championship match where Moose defeats Trey Miguel. Uh, Trey Miguel took a lot of off. It, it took a lot here. A lot yeah, a of big bumps. Match. You know, Moose picks up the win. But then the bigger story was after the match, you have EC3 coming out, same gimmick, grabbing him by the grabbing Moose by the ear, hitting the DDT, and walking away with the TNA championship. So that's one of the big things at emergence. Next week, uh, EC3 is going to hit a promo saying why why did he do this? Why did he take the TNA championship? I keep saying TNT, man. Does that not technically make him the TNA champion? Technically, because it's not a sanctioned title. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, next match up after this. Well, after I just want to say that uh, Reno Scum first gave Hernandez back his money, and then they made Hernandez pay him. So I don't know if I guess they are kind of like the APA. Yeah. But uh, I wonder next week if we'll see stuff blow up with Hernandez and Rhino. Maybe some backstage promos. We'll see. Yeah. And then we also have that Eric Young video package where he says the line, I was elite before being elite was cool, and I popped at that. Yeah. Yeah, cut a great promo, and he just looks crazy. He does look Yeah, and and then we had uh, another backstage segment with Jimmy Havoc where he was interviewing Willie Mack about Rich Swan, and Brian Myers took over. He grabbed the camera. He grabbed Jimmy Havoc. He's like, come with me. Not Jimmy Havoc, Jimmy Jacobs. Yes. Um, <laughs> I loved everything about this. Every single yeah, thing he, about this. He said he was tired of out-of-touch old men being in charge of companies. So that's like, hello there, pal. We know who that's about. Yeah. Uh, and then Willie Mack attacked Brian Myers. It sets up a match for next week. But it just shows you how good Brian Myers is at talking and doing mic work that he wasn't showcasing or didn't showcase while he was in WWE. Now he's getting to showcase it. And it's just like, I, I sat there and I, while I was watching, it, I was just like, wow, using real life and stuff like that in there too. It was fantastic. So next week we get Willie Mack versus Myers. You went on last week about how good Willie Mack is. We both know how good Brian Myers is in. I am Absolutely. really looking forward to Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, uh, the kind of, you could say, culmination to this little mini feud that the Good Brothers are have been having. Picking up a victory over Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Hit the Magic Killer backwards, I want to say. Because I always thought that Gals put him on his right shoulder and flipped forward. But this time he flipped backwards. Still looked awesome. Um, the solid match. I liked, uh, I liked when Gallows and Madman Fulton were matched up. And how good is Luke? How Luke is... How, bleh. How good is Doc Gallows? Yeah. He's just so good. Best big man in the business, brother. Earlier in the night, though, when they were cutting their promo, um, who did I, I forgot. Carl Anderson was giving me vibes of somebody, and I completely forget who who I said. I was listening to their podcast this week, and Brian Myers was on, and apparently their new uh, nickname at TN Impact is Hall of Nash. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's what they, that's what DMR said last week, yeah. saying that they're, you're giving me Hall and Nash vibes. Carl Anderson was kind of giving me Costanza vibes, though. <laughs> oh, really? Oh my! Yeah. Oh my! Stars. It is promo. 
Oh, my but, uh, I mean, I guess we could talk about all of Russell House right now. Which was pretty... I'm, I'm, st- I'm loving it more and more as the weeks go by. I downloaded the theme song, man. I've listened to it over 20 times. You are. It's not... It's not... I, I asked last week, I questioned whether or not it was like an impact theme or whatever. It's just like a production theme. Really? So it was like stock footage? It's stock... I, uh... Well, I, I don't know how that necessarily works because it's... Uh, it, I had to purchase it on iTunes. Okay. But it might be something like that. Like, I know the Firefly Funhouse theme is, like, stock music. Music, but the words are overdubbing it or something different. Mm, Well, Noah, that theme song itself was made... Like, I think you have to, like, purchase the rights to use that, but it's overall stock. Oh, okay. So you have to to use the music itself, but the lyrics and everything like that over it are... No, the lyrics for Firefly Funhouse are... Are its own, that's what I mean. No, no, the the lyrics for Firefly Funhouse are already attached to the song. Really? So it's not yeah. stock footage. So it's not stock audio then. Well, how, what would you call it then? It's custom. It's it's specific for the Firefly Funhouse. It's not. No, I no, can't it's like. Not, no, no, it wasn't made for WWE. It was like out there in the world. Oh, so then I don't. An artist made it. It's like the like this song, like the royalty the free House music theme song. Like if I like, what? I yeah, have okay, a, yes, yes, royalty free music, but you still have to pay for it. I think. Okay, because I can go like if I I have a subscription royalty free music for you know I use for video work. I can go in there and type in kids music right now, and maybe I'll find it. If you it's it's called um, oh what is it called? It's by Peter Max. I forget what the actual. Uh, Good Friendship song, I think. Good Friendship? Okay. Let me see if I can find So that. if you do have that, I would love for you to download we can use that it. and then send that to me. Good Friendship. Because I, I definitely, I want to... My friend and I, let's see. Nope. I want to listen to it. No, it's. I think it's Good Friendship song by Peter Max. Okay, I don't think so. I don't have it. Let's see. And, I, you know, I might as well put over the fact that it's it's uh, Keep On Believing by Jason Tarver and Thomas Greenwood for... The the Wrestle House theme song. Oh, okay. All right. Well, the song yeah, Wrestle House. House. Uh, so we had we saw a bunch of stuff. Crazy Steve and Johnny Bravo had a play date. They were playing with, uh, with stuffed animals. We saw AC speaking to Larry D about him acting weird, and he now wants to be called Lawrence D. <laughs> I I can't. And he introduced the uh, Ring Rust, the the newest fragrance. Um, and then the Deaners discovered that somebody stole their beer, which I, I kind of tweeted that it would be a, a good case for the, the food files. <laughs> yeah. And they... And uh, say that again? Yeah, no, continue. Oh, and then uh, we we got to a match, which was Kylie Ray defeating Taya, uh, where Rosemary was the referee, trips Kylie at one point, and was very hesitant to count the three. I really like this match. Yeah, I thought it was really good, and like I guess I don't watch enough of Taya Valkyrie stuff. She's real, real good in the ring, and really yeah. knows herself as a performer. And everything that like I've seen her do, she did in this match too, and it was great. I like the fact yeah, that like I just I wish there was like more action to it though. Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's not supposed to be like an action packed, you know, impact match. Whereas it's right. supposed to be sport of this, you know, Wrestle House type gimmick to it. Exactly. And then uh, afterwards, Rosemary said that she's going to be seeing Lawrence D next week. So uh, I guess we'll see the date between Rosemary and Lawrence D. If there is a date, I don't want to assume. Yeah, because you know what happens when you assume. So- we get the main event. 
We do. We get the main event, which your Impact Tag Team Champions, the Motor City Machine Guns, picked up the victory over the North. Uh, again, fantastic match. I like how much time they gave this match. Yeah. They... I, I, again, I, I would, if with any other company, I would say I wish there were more females showcased. I, I feel like maybe that, that no DQ match that we saw last week could have maybe made it onto this emergence card. Which one? Uh, with Tasha Steeles, Kira Hogan, and uh, uh, Nevaeh, and that could have made it onto Emergence. Havoc. That's what I feel like. Ah, listen. Um, but yeah, well, they didn't have any women's matches in here. Oh my God, what's going on? Why aren't they going to get uh, accused? Well, yeah, they had Kylie Ray and Ty. Well, I'm saying I'm accused or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then next week, we obviously we have the the 30 minute Iron Man match. For the first time ever in Impact between two women. Yeah, we got that match. We got an Eddie Edwards Open Challenge next week. Um, what else do we have next week going forward? Um, Eddie Edwards, we have the women's match. Uh, Myers versus um, Willie Mack. And then EC3 is going to cut a promo. Yeah. So, But it, back to this match, though, the main event. Um, I don't think... Like, maybe underground-wise, but I don't think Motor City Machine Guns get the credit that they deserve in pro wrestling. percent agree with you. They are one of the best tag teams in all of, like, the history of pro wrestling. So, it's cool to see them back, and it's cool to see them as champions after this match ended. Also, not to take anything away from the North, because they, they have really been killing it in Impact. Yeah, and I watched um, I watched Ethan Page's blog about how he lost, uh, you know, a bunch of weight during quarantine. It was interesting. You know, just changing your diet, eating properly, and, you know, that's that. But uh, after this match ended, I, I totally expected new challengers to emerge, but uh, no pun intended. Yeah. But that didn't happen. I'm just waiting for that. Bound for glory. It's going to be the Motor City Machine Guns versus the Good Brothers. And they're going to tear the house down. What if it's uh, Motor City Machine Guns versus America's Most Wanted? <laughs> Isn't that Chris Harris? James Storm and Chris Harris, yeah. When was the last time you saw Chris Harris? Oh, man. I think he he showed up, I believe, on an indie show recently. Oh, really? I think. Trying to get back in shape? Or get back into wrestling shape, they they say. Um, yeah, cool. I mean, I'm I'm all for it. I'm liking Impact. I'm you know I've always liked Impact, and also too maybe we'll see next week we'll see some fallout from, uh, um, the Sammy Callahan RVD stuff. Maybe we'll see an impromptu yes. match between the two of them. Um, I, I can't say that I've always liked Impact because they were at one point we were like we always we always had high hopes for Impact, and then. Uh, and then, like, when they went live against Monday Night Raw, it's like, uh, what are you doing? Yeah. I remember that. Did we watch it at like Dave's house? the Hogan-Bischoff era? Yeah, that was when Jeff Hardy debuted on top of the uh, that Asylum or whatever thing it was. Um, but, yeah. So that was uh, that was Impact, as we said. I'll reiterate again for the third time. Double dose of AEW next week, as the show's going to be on Saturday. Um, but right now, let's kick it over to Dave, and let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Dave, what's going on? By the way, I was just doing that because it was a great segue. But Dave, seriously, what's up? Not too much, Chris. It is great to be on the podcast. But let's get on to some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. 
which uh, the then, now, and forever video right from the start was uh, technical difficulty hacked. Which is pretty different. I mean, we haven't seen something like that before. Right. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then Drew McIntyre kicks off Monday Night Raw with a new sword sound effects. I had no idea that a Claymore was a sword. <laughs> so now I now I, I know, now I understand why there was a sword sound effect coming from his new entrance theme. And that's I think on his T-shirt as well. Yeah, yeah. I, he's he's had a, a sword for a while now. Yeah. Which was always weird when he went up against Lesnar because Lesnar also has the sword. Hmm. But I guess Lesnar doesn't have a claymore. Ah. But McIntyre spoke about what Randy Orton did to Ric Flair. I have no I don't understand for the life of me why Drew McIntyre should care about Ric Flair. I don't understand the attachment to Ric Flair right now. I get it. He's in Hall of Famer. He's respecting Ric Flair. He has respect for Ric Flair. But I don't understand the attachment to Ric Flair as well. It's very confusing to me. So, especially because he's like, he's been messing with Drew for the past like month or so. More than months. I don't know. But, uh, but, yeah. But Retribution, they start goofing with the, uh, the graphics and the feed cuts out. Mm-hmm. Locker room shook after that. <laughs> McIntyre spoke to them about fighting, uh, fighting, fighting retribution. Rollins cuts Drew off, says that he's the leader. They stop talking about retribution and the locker room. Uh, then start teasing Rollins about Rey Mysterio being there. Yeah, I so, mean he's not too far off. I mean, why do they need a leader when they got a Messiah? Well, it was kind of basically the same thing they did on SmackDown with Big E and Sheamus. That's, I mean, at least which, that's what I thought. Which is the same thing that they did with Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin uh, back when they had Survivor Series of last year, I believe. Sure. So, um, yeah. But we had the Hurt Business come out, MVP challenged Retribution, uh, and then basically called Apollo Crews, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, and Mustafa Ali Retribution. And then Crews came out, said how uh, how low it was of him to say that. And <laughs> so low, so low. How can he say such a thing? And he also said that if he defeats Shelton Benjamin on Monday Night Raw, then Bobby Lashley and Shelton will be having to watch their match at SummerSlam in the back. And then I actually don't remember who won this match. Oh, wow. Well, I wow. Think, was it well, Cruz. Was no, it Shelton Cruz. or was it Cruz? Cruz picked up the victory. So uh, Benjamin and Lashley were banned from ringside. Why do I? I don't know why I thought it was uh, <laughs> Shelton Benjamin <laughs> that won for for a moment. Yeah, no, because uh, Tazawa and our Truth came down. Yeah, that that chase. happened in the middle of the match. Yeah, yeah, causing the distraction and everything. So, yeah, you had that distraction take place, and then MVP and Lashley attacked uh, Apollo Cruz after the match, leading for two two fly crew. And Mustafa Ali to come out and make the save. Yeah, and then R-Truth ran back down and and Shelton defeated him for the 24-7 championship. Yeah, yeah. And MVP makes the challenge for a six-man elimination tag match. He says, pick two of your guys and and the three of us will will work together. Yeah. After that, we had the Bachelor chick again. I, I would love to know why she's there. 
She's not even entertaining. I don't understand why she's there, but she was talking to Angel Garza. I, Ivar cuts it off, asking her to be his plus one to Raw Underground. And gives her a giant turkey leg, which then gets smacked out of her hand by Angel Garza. Uh, and then they bring up Montez Ford being poisoned, which leads into a normal match. Angel Garza picks up the victory over Ivar. No, nothing really uh, too special about the match itself. Uh, but yeah, backstage it seemed like Angelo Dawkins was kind of flirting with her. Yeah, that was weird. Like, we just saw he had a kid last month. I don't know why it <laughs> seems like that's happening. We saw Angel Garza literally get engaged on television. I don't know why that's happening. But And, and I'll, I'll, I don't get the end of the match here either. It was just a drop kick. Yeah. Angel Garza won with a drop kick to Ivar. A drop kick. I, Ivar. Ivar. From, from uh, what are they in? Not War Machine. Not, War uh, Raiders? War Raiders. Viking, Viking Raiders. Raiders. How he's going down to a drop kick. Come on. I thought that was really weird. But afterwards, uh, Angelo Dawkins and the Bachelor chick were backstage talking. And Samoa Joe brings up a video. I don't know how Samoa Joe knew. Maybe Samoa Joe is a dirt sheet. Maybe Samoa Joe is that uh, backstage JTV. You know? Uh, okay. But they... The hacker. <laughs> But they air the actual video, and it's Zelina Vega poisoning Montez Ford's drink. Zelina claimed that Charlie Caruso doctored the video because she has a thing for Angel Garza. And then Montez Ford returned and uh, attacked Angel Garza and Andrade. Such a disappointment. You know, I like we spoke about it last week. And I think that it would, be, it would have been so much more entertaining... And it's shocking if it wasn't Vega. So yeah. it kind of sneaks that it is. But speaking of disappointing, the next match we saw Natalia defeat Mickey James via countout. This was Mickey's big like return match to Monday Night Raw. Yeah, Seth I think Rollins, your last match was WrestleMania. Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy come out to call Samoa Joe out for knowing about Rey Mysterio being there during the match. This is our yeah. first match back. They're they're they they build it last week. Nothing. The bigger picture was Seth Rollins arguing about Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe. I, I just did. I, that I, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. I I don't either. I mean, and they, this was the match that gave Natalia the winningest record, or no, no? She's been. She's had that. Oh, she has. Okay, because yeah. I saw it being touted, so I didn't know if that was a new uh, no, a new that's, thing. That's like years already. Ah, but after this, we saw the golden role models come out. They spoke about having to wrestle Asuka at SummerSlam and and who should have to beat her first. And Bailey ends up volunteering, saying that she would go first against Asuka. And they moved on to payback, which like it was like a quick like glance over thing. They didn't even to this point. Payback was not a thing. No. Unless that was last week and they announced it. But I'm pretty sure it was this week where it was just like a glance over, like, hey, by the way, payback. I have a feeling they mentioned payback last week. If that was I feel like it we might have been it. last week then. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they have they have they were wondering who they were gonna be facing for the, the titles. It's still that's how random it was last week then, that I'm not even sure if it was last week or this week. 
Yeah. Because it was such like a thrown in there sentence. Mm-hmm. But Shayna Baszler came out and called them, uh, said that she's going to be the, the next Raw Women's Champion, no matter who wins. And then Asuka came out and basically said that she's going to be facing Baszler for the title. Then we move on to a match where the Golden Roll Models defeat Shayna Baszler and Asuka. Uh, interestingly enough, Nia Jax, who was indefinitely suspended by Pat Buck, broke through the hockey glass during this and attacked Shayna Baszler. Not sure why that wasn't a disqualification. Mm-hmm. That just didn't make sense to me. But Pat Buck gets in Nia Jax's face, and then Shayna Baszler attacked Nia Jax. And then she eventually returns to the uh, to the ring to win the match. And I I liked when Sasha Banks was locked in the Oscar lock outside, and Shayna Baszler had the Kirafuda clutch on Bailey. It was cool that they yeah. had like, the dual submission moves outside and yeah, inside. I I feel like that's a smart way to keep uh, one away from the other too. Like how Oscar had her outside of the ring. You know, I, I think that's always a better idea instead of just a holding the ankle or anything like that. I think it's a cool way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Backstage, Shawn Michaels and Drew McIntyre were uh, speaking about Ric Flair. And Shawn Michaels told him not to let it get into his own head. Focus on his own stuff. So that was only uh, a uh, a look into what was to come for the rest of the night. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, we had a Next quick up, backstage had... segment with the Iconics uh, and the Riot Squad, but the thing to note from this was that Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir showed up with Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. So that was very interesting, and we had to wait to see what was going on with that. But the actual yeah, after... match... After this, if you had Peyton Royce pick up the victory over Ruby Riot, um, not really too much to say about this match. No, it was pretty straightforward. Yeah, Peyton Royce shoved Ruby Riot into Liv Morgan. Peyton, I didn't realize last week uh, her spinning fisherman suplex is called the Deja Vu. Oh, I, I never knew that. Yeah, I didn't realize they named it last week. But uh, the segment huh. ends with Liv Morgan staring Ruby Riot down. I don't understand why they like. Why are you teasing putting back together Riot Squad, which didn't even make that large of an impact to have some sort of a value, but you put them back together just to have this teasing of tension. I, I'm not getting it. Um, but yeah, grouping after this, you had yeah yeah. We'll group all the raw underground stuff here. Yeah, where you had war underground taking place. Where you have Ziggler well, picking up a victory over Egg, no, uh, first, Eric. First you had Eric fighting Colby Carino. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. And Ziggler was interviewed by Shane McMahon and Eric lays out that challenge. Ziggler wins. And then mm-hmm. Ivar got in the ring and pounced Ziggler out of the ring. Um, later on we had Arturo Ruas versus Riddick Moss which ended outside of the ring with no winner. I guess if it spills outside there's there's no contest since this week. Um, I, mean, I don't know, but I mean, since this week, because last week, Riddick Moss and, uh, uh, Beverly Cal- brother. Cal-Bone. Yeah. Beverly son. Just going to call him Beverly son. Cal-Bone. Beverly son and Riddick Moss battled on the outside of the ring. 
So this is a well, new I, rule. I guess it's like, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, Shane McMahon sets the rules when he wants to, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I guess was, that's a new rule. So. He was also speaking to Shayna Baszler, who told him to put Marina Shafir in. So we saw Marina Shafir defeat Brandy Lauren, who we've seen uh, on the WWE Networks at the, the Evolve 10th anniversary show. She faced uh, Shotzi Blackheart, uh, an Evolve wrestler. We've seen her before do extra work, but she was actually named here, uh, not actually as Brandy Lauren, just Brandy. Mm-hmm. But uh, Nia Jax came in and attacked Marina Shafir. Jessamine Duke and Shayna Baszler stepped up, and Shane started the match, but Nia Jax left. She's scared. Shane's like, the only uh, rule here, Nia, is to actually have a match. <laughs> and she left. So it's weird to see, like, she's been, she's suspended, but here she is, like, underground. So does that mean Baszler has a victory over Nia Jax because Nia Jax left? Well, I would I mean, say she it, was, out of it, the ring. it never happened. It was like a no <laughs> contest, I guess. Nah. But after this, we saw Rey Mysterio and Dominic. Ray spoke about what happened to Dominic last week, and he also said that nothing's going to be stopping him from protecting his son at SummerSlam. So he'll be in the corner at SummerSlam, which, by the way, they after I recorded, we finished recording last week's episode, they uh, announced that Seth Rollins versus Dominic will be a no-DQ match. I mm-hmm. said from the start, when we were doing the show last week, I said it's going to be... Um, Oh, a, a street fight they announced. And I said it was mm-hmm. going to be a no DQ match because Seth Rollins in the, literally in the promo last week says, I'm going to let you bring the kendo stick and anything you want. So you could like maybe get a, a victory over me, which like right off the bat, right off the top of my head, I'm like, Oh, okay. So it's a no DQ match. Seth Rollins changed it to a no DQ match. And then, the week went on they're like breaking news street fight i'm like wait what <laughs> but uh yeah so seth rollins and buddy I murphy mean, what's what if uh ray mysterio turns on dominic it seems more likely himself. the other way but i mean but what if what i mean i don't know dominic would do that after we know his uh <laughs> his past we know what he'd do well i mean he shook the ladder to try and or very gently shook the ladder to try to get Eddie Guerrero off the ladder. We know who his poppy is. But Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins showed up on the, the Titan Tron, and Rey Mysterio challenged them to come out to the ring, which they did. Rey Mysterio and Dominic backed off, and when Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy went after them, they grabbed kendo sticks and beat both of them up with the kendo sticks. Kind of getting yeah. uh, retribution for last week. <laughs> I have to. I feel like I have to say retribution like that from now on. And I also I don't like when commentators are called saying they just like randomly say retribution and it's not. They're not talking about retribution. Mm-hmm. I think if you're gonna have a thing called retribution, you kind of need to drop that word from your vocab. Yeah, we don't have to over. I think maybe so sorry people don't forget it, but yeah, we don't have to. Well, it's not not forgetting it if you're saying retribution in one match that has nothing to do with the, the stable retribution it's just like yeah like not like not if necessary. evolution if evolution was on the 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 same time right now or whatever you wouldn't be saying like oh and the evolution of damien priest or something like that yeah i don't know but next up you had hurt business pick the victor over cruz ricochet and mustafa ali 
Um, uh, it was interesting earlier when Apollo picked his partners, Randy Orton was randomly there listening. I don't understand why, but Cedric was kind of bothered by not being picked. And later on, MVP spoke to him about his offer that he had made previously to him. Mm-hmm. And he turned it down again, it seemed. And then you had the match. Bobby Lashley eliminates Ali first. Shelton gets eliminated. Or Shelton eliminates uh, Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Apollo Crews quickly able to take Shelton Benjamin out. Cedric pins uh, Shelton Benjamin for the 24-7 championship here. Apollo Crews eliminates MVP, which I thought was kind of stupid considering they have a match at SummerSlam. Yeah. But Lashley, for Lashley immediately pounced on Cruz and won with the spear. Yeah. And then uh, they had a, like a makeshift match right after this. Cedric Alexander retained the 24-7 championship, defeating Akira Tozawa. And then when Which, and when Shel, uh, Cedric was celebrating, Shelton hit him with pay dirt and won the title back. Mm-hmm. So now Benjamin is champion again. Yeah. Um. After this, you had let's see. After this, you had Cedric Alexander. No, Montez Ford pick the victory over Andrade. Um. It's good to see Ford is recovered from his uh, food poisoning, and he's so good. Like, yeah, Andrade is. is so good, too, but Montez Ford, like, this was, like, it's so weird, like, this could have been, like, a main event match if built differently. Well, I mean, technically it was. Yes, technically it was the main event, but you know what I mean, like, for a, yeah, a championship or something. Yeah, I mean, Ford has a lot of potential. Yeah, but uh, Bianca Belair took Zelina Vega out, which distracted Andrade. Not a big fan of that, but... Yeah. What are you going to do? I know. I know. Uh, next up, you had Randy. Uh, well, at first, you had Triple H. No, Triple H. HBK. <laughs> yeah, and he, he spoke about Ric Flair and promised that Randy Orton will lose. He gets hit with an RKO and a punt, which seemed okay. obvious. But okay. he oddly got back up on his feet pretty quickly. How... What is he thinking? I don't know. I don't know what that was, but... Help me. Christian. Christian had to be stretchered out. <laughs> stretchered out. And Randy... And uh, HBK can start to get on his feet in the corner? I, I, I mean... Yeah, I don't. I don't know what, like... They turned off the lights for Ric Flair because it was so horrific to see Ric Flair get shot, uh, get punted in the face. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know, but Randy Orton came for Drew McIntyre. Drew fought him off at first and then got hit with an RKO to end Monday and you Night know Raw, what? which was and, shocking and he to stayed, me. And, and he stayed down. But he it was, stayed down and he sold. It was shocking to me that Monday Night Raw ended with this and not retribution tearing apart the performance center. Yeah. They have the Thunderdome at the Amway Center. Why not, like, break down the set at the performance center? Mm -hmm. Which is why I'll continue to say retribution on Monday Night Raw is garbage. What did we see see them do on Monday Night Raw? They just threatened people with bats in the production truck. Yeah. 
I, I think that this week, Monday Night Raw was a complete dud, in my opinion. I think it was a dud. Well. Yeah, the the best match of the night was probably Baszler and Asuka versus Boston Hug. That, yeah, I enjoyed that match a lot. I mean, out, outside of that, it was a complete dud, in my opinion. Well, moving over but. to NXT, almost at SmackDown, we had Johnny Gargano defeat Ridge Holland to advance in the North American la- North American Championship ladder match at NXT Takeover Thirty, that's a mouthful to say. Gargano, which kind of stinks because I I was hoping to see um, Ridge in there, um, and I who, we didn't even know what was going to happen in this. Like uh, rumors came out that they had to stop the match because Johnny Gargano got hurt. And oh, were, I didn't know that. Well, did I mean you obviously you saw when they came back from commercial break, Gargano was down, and then they showed the clip mm-hmm. again of him like mm-hmm. landing on his head. Oh, so, yeah. So they were able to edit around it, and they they came out and checked him out apparently, and and he was okay to go. So they restarted everything and cut around how they needed to to make it not look like they took the they they timed the match out. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the match continued and Candice eventually got involved and had, and had, um, held Ridge's leg leading to Gargano hitting the, the one final beat to pick up the victory there. Yeah. So it was um, a decent Nick- match. I, I, I don't know. I thought, I thought Ridge was going to win as well. It's kind of, it, I don't know. I just hope NXT doesn't fo- start to fall into that predictable like routine of guys that we think are going to win win what do you mean predictable we both thought ridge was going to win and gargano won well i mean like i mean not the uh, not like the guys like johnny gargano always winning you know yeah but he has a storyline going in there where he wants to be the the north american champion the the two-time north american champion of course of course you know uh, next up, you had Dakota Kai pick up the victory over what's her name, Jesse Jesse Kamea. Kamea, yeah. Um, I thought that this was a good match. Yeah, you know, I like I, this match too. You you texted me. I wrote I wrote down the uh, the the move to note it, and you texted me after that. The, uh, yeah. the running low spin kick that Jesse did, I thought was cool. You don't really see that. Yeah. No, I thought that was pretty cool. And then she did. A corner sliding kick, like yeah. a pe- um a slide tackle kind of in the corner, and that looked pretty cool. I mean, that one looks like you could improve on it, yeah. But it's still a cool concept to play upon, so definitely cool. But I, what I, I, didn't, I, I was yeah. gonna say I didn't expect a, a comeback from her. I Me thought neither. after Dakota I, Kai hit the two boots, that was it. Yeah, I was surprised that she kicked out on the two boots. Um, that I mean, she Dakota Kai used to put people out with that kick yeah so very cool but then you had eo come out during this match uh not um, after no, but yeah after. dakota kai cut a promo and eo shirai came out which led them to brawl and out from the curtain raquel gonzalez with a big i believe left boot yeah I, I, face. I loved it because they had that black curtain and they were over there brawling and then out of nowhere she just comes out and rocks her. And the cell of EO was awesome. Um, and then they make their way back down to the ring. 
and Io gets sidetracked and focusing on Dakota Kai, takes out Kai, but behind her, Gonzalez just rocks her with a clothesline and then nails her with this powerbomb. Yeah. Um, so it's awesome to I, see I, her back. And, I and, like now, and now she'll be playing a factor at TakeOver, I'm sure. Yeah, and I like the fact that they played it as if this was Dakota Kai and Gonzalez's plan the entire time to make them think, make her think that um, that Kai was going to be able that was Kai was going to do this on her own when it was just uh, a um, a plan. Do you think they should have so, saved that for Takeover? Um, hmm, depends on the outcome. You know, depends on if if Io is going to win, then they can't do that. But right. well, I don't know. It could have been either way. After this, but, we saw Tegan Knox interviewed about Candice LeRae, and she said that she's ready to sit down and talk to Candice so they can work on their friendship, which I thought was... Have some weird. wine. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we'll see yeah, Tegan I, Knox in the Gargano household soon. I I'm I don't understand where this is going to go towards, but obviously they're going to be pushing Tegan Knox as a huge babyface with NXT or continue to. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had Legato Del Fantasma pick up the victory over Breeze, Fandango, and Swerve. Um, yeah. Anything? <laughs> right. I don't know. Again, I thought Breezango and Swerve won, but no. Uh, no. So no. <laughs> Legato Del Fantasma, I guess, dropped the L from their name. So it's it's no longer El Legato Del Fantasma. It's just Legato Del uh. Fantasma. But uh-huh. this match, it started off hot. All six of them brawled in the ring at once. Um, also, at one point, uh, all three members of Legato Del Fantasma did like a three-man move, which then mm-hmm. was followed up by uh, a bottom rope springboard moonsault by Raul Mendoza, which I don't really feel like we've seen that often. A bottom yeah, rope not, moonsault like that? Pretty rare. Um, what I liked was at the end of the match where... Uh, I believe Swerve was going for the I pinfall. I didn't but... like that. I, I, I when like it? when it happened, I questioned whether or not like I was going to jokingly was say. Or... No, I was going to jokingly tweet out. So Swerve gets pushed into Tyler Breeze, and Breeze gets knocked off the apron. And I was going to jokingly tweet out, say like, so does that count like a does that count as a a tag? And Swerve goes for the pin, and the ref is like, no, 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 you're not legal, you're not legal, you tagged Breeze. I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm like, he didn't tag him, he pushed him off the apron. So that was, to me, goofy, but uh, whatever. Breeze ends up getting knocked off the apron and uh, got hit in the Phantom Driver. Yeah. Next up, you had Pat McAfee. Uh heading to the ring um well leaving his car i don't know yeah. I, I, I forgot who he's with so he, he was with aj hawk darius butler and someone else i don't know any of them I, other than mm-hmm. they're footballers i don't know boomer sooner that's what i know <laughs> <laughs> but the undisputed era come out they call mcafee out he shows up with his boys uh, and then Cole sends Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong out of the ring. And McAfee sends his boys down 
from the ring. Pat cuts a promo. It was, to me, a bit overacted. At, at some points, it came off as like uh, Arquette and Ready to Rumble. <laughs> but for the most I part, can see that. for the most part, though, it was it was fine. And then Adam Cole takes <laughs> out security. Undisputed Era gets back in the ring. Cole calls for McAfee's boys to get in the ring, and they didn't. So Undisputed Era left, which is fine. Yeah. That's it. I'm, it was, I'm, I, I uh-huh. don't want to trash Pat McAfee and Adam Cole's match before it even happens. We, you'll probably have super low expectations for it, but oh yeah, me, I have zero expectations. And not to compare him to, but <laughs> was it WrestleMania twenty seven, maybe? I don't know if that was the right WrestleMania. Snooki, we all had very low expectations of oh, her. No. And then, but then she was like actually athletic and did moves, which like surprised doesn't me. Doesn't mean it was a Pat McAfee a good match. is an actual athlete. <laughs> you, you could he, he could go two. Doesn't it doesn't mean Snooki put on a good match though? No, but I don't think what she did was bad. It wasn't any good. No, I disagree. I don't think it was. I I thought it was for for the amount of time <laughs> she spent in the ring versus the amount of time she had, like that they announced it to WrestleMania. I thought it was good. I don't know. It's we'll see what rock. happens with Mac with McAfee. You know, but yeah. So um, this could go one of two ways. It could go. Uh, I mean, who's a football player who like super made it? There are so Lawrence many to Taylor. choose. No, I mean like <laughs> super made it like The Rock. But like Rob NFL Gronkowski? status. No, NFL status that made it to the top. Bill Goldberg. Tom Brady? <laughs> I don't think Tom Brady ever wrestled. But no, it could go like Flying Brian <laughs> Pillman or it could go Mongo. <laughs> <laughs> so, as long, I mean, as long as it's in the middle of their leaning more towards Brian Pillman than Mongo, it should be good. So, I mean, he was the kicker, which should give him a big boot finisher. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll do the punt. I, I you know? don't think he will because that's uh, currently used yeah. by Randall Keith Orton, but. But who knows? I don't want to. Yeah, so I'm going to go in there with open arms. Is that the right phrase? <laughs> open. No, but I don't know why. I don't know. About I don't know. Walking towards the ring with open arms now. <laughs> I don't know what the phrase I'm trying to think of is. An open An mind. An open mind? Yes, there we go. An open At, mind. For the record, said it there before you, go. you did. An open mind. But <laughs> let's get on to the next match. Rhea Ripley and Shotzi Blackheart picked up the victory over Rob Stonebrand. Yeah, uh, Rhea Ripley, at the, towards the end of the match, hits the Riptide and tags Shotzi Blackheart in to hit the senton. Martinez knocks her off the top rope behind the referee's back. Also, in regards to tagging, it kind of seemed like people on this episode of NXT were like, some were using the tag rope and some weren't. I feel like that's always. I feel like sometimes you like sometimes you really notice that wrestlers going out of their way to use the tag rope, while so other times they're blatantly not using it. Like at one point, I feel like I, I I missed Aaliyah using it, and then I tweeted out, I was like, "Is anybody even using the tag rope?" And then 
Rhea Ripley used the tag rope. And then I saw Aaliyah use the tag rope. So I'm like, hell yeah, at least these people are using the tag ropes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so well, she she gets knocked off the, the, the top turnbuckle behind the referee's back. And then Rhea Ripley and Mar- uh, Mercedes Martinez fought on the outside of the ring. Martinez gets power bombed over the barricade. And which Shotzi, was sick. Yeah, it was cool. Shotzi Blackheart still able to hit the senton and pick up the victory there. Yeah, that powerbomb spot looked awesome. I mean, there was no no fans there or any no like wrestlers there to catch her. She just launched her with that powerbomb and it was it looked awesome. Main event was Velveteen well, Dream. Do you want to mention anything about that promo? I wasn't going to actually. I, I mean, so they had a video package building up uh, Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. WWE Shop, by the way, posts a, a, a picture promoting a sale that they have going on on championships or whatever, saying, hey, uh-huh. by the way, buy a championship title belt or whatever at a percentage off and buy some Scarlet and Carrion Cross merchandise. And it was a picture of Carrion Cross with the damn title. No. And they deleted it. I don't know. And I hope it's no. not true. I, I no, don't know. It was, it was, that. I believe it was tweeted earlier in the week. And then again today, why uh, is Keith Lee's like, t- like, why is he jinxed? I don't know, but, uh, this happened last time when he, when he won the championship, <laughs> they, he got spoiled. And now if this happens, he's going to get, come on. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. But they were using it's, a, first of all, I didn't understand America the Beautiful in this video package. I liked it. It didn't I make sense it. to me though. I don't, I, I didn't get it. Oh, it wasn't the North American Championship, was it? No, it wasn't. Now I don't like, get it. But okay, but but then also at the same time, it, the video package included him winning the North American Championship. So I don't know if it was like that, that tie-in or not. That's that's why I think that they're doing that because it was the North American Championship that they were showing. Uh, to me, it was still weird, but they went into a. Metallica song. It was a song, I believe, from the album Saint Anger, which probably angered Chris. However, and this is your favorite Saint Metallica Anger album. Not even the album. I don't care about Metallica. I mean, Enter Sandman's a good song, but nothing, and I mean nothing, is better than Saint Anger, the actual song Saint Anger itself. Nothing else matters. It's such a good Metallica song. It's number one. That's the reason why I won't see Metallica because they don't do set set lists. And I'm not guaranteed mm-hmm. to hear Saint Anger. I don't even know if they play Saint Anger. <laughs> I would love yeah. to hear Saint Anger live. It was part of my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> but the main event of NXT, we saw Velveteen Dream defeat Finn Balor to move on to NXT TakeOver 30 for the North American Championship ladder match. This, now, this match had everything involved in it. Yeah, we had Cameron Grimes come out and sit on top of the ladder with the title during the match, which the referee, by God, was paying attention to the match and not Cameron Grimes. Who would have thought? You had, job, you had Johnny Gargano make his way out, push him off the 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 the, 
top of the ladder landing on top of the referee. So maybe he should have been paying attention to Cameron Grimes. <laughs> um, but Bronson... he, Cameron Grimes got caught in the middle of Balor and Dream where they both hit them, hit him with the move. Yeah. And, and then this led out for, uh, for Bronson Reed to come out. Yeah. And he chased Johnny Gargano into the ring. Uh, Damian Priest showed up behind Johnny Gargano. Oh yeah, Gargano. Yeah, they all took each other out. Timothy Thatcher shows up at the last minute, takes out Finn Balor, and uh, Velveteen Dream was able to win. And now, what I thought was cool uh, was after he hit the Dream Maker and picked up the victory, you didn't know who was going to end up on top. You know, I kept on expecting the copyright to show up, and it kept it wasn't showing up. And then you had Gargano get in there, taking out Dream and holding the championship. And then after Gargano, you ended up having Priest and Reed. You know, it kept on flip flopping who was going to be the last one standing. I thought it was going to last... either be uh, Cameron Grimes or Bronson Reed. I was thinking it was going to be Gargano or Priest, but. Your one of your predictions was right. It was Bronson Reed, and I was surprised by that. And I like it though. I like it. It just pretty much solidifies that uh... he's not winning. <laughs> 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 but that was NXT. Moving over to NXT Takeover Thirty, taking place at Full Sail University. I thought for sure it was going to be taking place in the Thunderdome. But uh, that's not the case. It's SmackDown, SummerSlam, and Monday Night Raw. Um, but yeah, so we have a kickoff show match that they announced. Uh, a triple threat tag team match to determine the number one contenders for the NXT Tag Team Championships. We have Brizongo facing Legato Del Fantasma uh, facing Oni Warkin and Danny Burch. I'm going Legato Del Fantasma. What about you? It seems like they would uh, ultimately be a good choice because then, I mean, if they were to actually defeat the NXT Tag Team Champions, Mm -hmm. um, whether or not that'll happen, it's Imperium right now. Okay. They could somewhat rule with three of the titles of NXT because... Santos Escobar is the cruiserweight champion. So it would be interesting to see a group where it's not the NXT champion on top. That is a cool concept. And I do like that because it get, it makes that cruiserweight championship a lot more prestigious. Uh, so however, you, I'm, I'm choosing Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. No way. A hundred percent, man. I, I like I want to see I mean, Brizongo. I, I want to see Oni Larkin and Danny Burch. I can't remember if we saw. I feel like maybe we have. Um, I think we just saw Oni Larkin or Burch lose last week. Um, but uh, when we saw, I don't know when we saw. That was last year, October two thousand nineteen. Imperium and Oni Larkin and Danny Burch. I know right. we saw we saw Brizongo recently, so yeah. And then again, right, it's two it. two heel teams, Legato and Imperium. I don't think so. I'm locking you in there. Um, All right, let's special attraction for- match: Adam Cole taking on Pat McAfee. Dear God, 
By God, by uh, God, I'm going McAfee. Oh God, I feel like it might be <laughs> McAfee. I'm gonna say Adam Cole. Bay Bay, yeah, I'm going McAfee. You know, I I think that it stinks because you know Adam Cole's reign. I mean, he's been NXT on top for so long. It's it ha- like how could it not be Pat McAfee almost? Yeah, it's gonna make headlines on ESPN. All right, let's move on. All right, ladder like match for the Ocho or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> NXT North American Championship. Bronson Reed taking on Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes, Johnny Gargano, and Velveteen Dream. I am. I don't know if this is going to work out in my favor, but I am going to pick Damian Priest. Uh, and that's only because I'm a big Mark. I'm going to say Cameron Grimes. No, you know what? Velveteen Dream? Really? I, I, well, honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, Grimes he was, is, see, he was Grimes the a better pick from than Dream. Yeah, but Velveteen Dream was the, yes, Dream got a victory tonight. Yeah, but that he was, was it. also, but he was also the, the unannounced opponent for that match the other week. And I yeah, said so. that that unannounced opponent will probably go on to take over and win the North American Championship. So I'm not going to change what I said, and I'm going to stick with the mystery opponent and say it was Velveteen Dream. All right. I had I was so sure Aleister Black was about to be the next North American Champion, but that <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that Grimes is a better pick, but it's locked in there. Well, you didn't pick Cameron Grimes. Um, you know, you kind of convinced me to change my, my position, but I'm going to stick to priest. Um, so for the NXT women's championship, we have Io Shirai, the champion defending against Dakota Kai. As much as I don't want to see Io Shirai lose the championship because she literally just won it in June. I have to say Dakota Kai. It's kind of like now or never almost. Well, it looks like you and I have finally agreed on something with predictions. I am agreeing with you. I'm going with Dakota Kai. Um, it's hard to think, like, with Raquel Gonzalez now uh, back in the scene. I think if she doesn't, like you said, if she doesn't pick up the victory, what is that going to do? I mean, I think she has to. All right. Main event of the evening, NXT Championship on the line. Keith Lee taking on Carrying Cross. Um I'm gonna go with Carrying Cross. Uh it seems like it's only like And it's weird because Keith Lee had such a July. He just won at the last July. pay-per-view, right? No, it was July. on on NXT. No 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 uh when was it? July? Yeah. When... Oh no, yeah, it was the Great American Bash on on the NXT episode. Hmm. I hate quick flips, but I'm, it's, I'm going to stick to my gun. I'm going to say Keith Lee because I do also hate quick championship turnovers like that. It's just if I if Karrion Cross doesn't win, I mean, it, I it, yeah. we have to build them up. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm kind of like, it's a double-edged sword right now. Because like you said, Keith Lee, it's, you don't want to see a quick flip. Uh, especially if we're both, if, especially with EO, you know, EO's not that much of a quick flip. 
But well, I mean, same thing. It's two months. Great, Great American Bash as well, right? No, in your house. In your house. Um, yeah, I'm sticking to cross. I think, I think it's kind of funny that you and I only have one match picked the same. That's pretty cool. Wow. But well, that was happens. NXT Takeover 30. Moving over to SmackDown, which kicks off with Vince McMahon in the brand new Thunderdome. Uh, he welcomed everybody to the show, and the Fiend cuts him off. And I marked the absolute heck out. Dave texted me. Dave's not here, by the way, right now. <laughs> but we, we marked the hell out. That was so cool. Uh, but Braun Strowman came out before The Fiend did anything. And then Retribution surrounded the ring. And The Fiend cuts the lights. He leaves Braun alone to get attacked. And the SmackDown locker room uh, empties out to come fight off Retribution. And The Miz showed up late. So maybe The Miz has something to do with Retribution. But after they fought Retribution off, Braun Strowman ended up t- attacking a few SmackDown superstars. I thought it was uh, a really cool segment. Um, but back from commercial break, Sheamus ends up getting into Big E's face. And the locker room, they continued to surround the ring. But it led into that match where Big E picked up a victory over Sheamus. Uh, the end of the match happened because... Baron Corbin, King Corbin attacked Matt Riddle and the the, the locker room tried to separate them and uh, Sheamus was distracted by it. So Big E rolled him up to get that quick victory. After that, we had a SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Um, before the match itself, Lucha House Party actually got attacked by Cesaro and Nakamura. And I would have been completely fine if that was where that ended and the match got moved to SummerSlam. Um, but Cesaro and Nakamura end up defeating the Lucha House Party to retain the tag team titles. Uh, Cesaro works so well with everyone. There were a lot of cool, uh, exciting moves and moments in this match. Uh, the only thing I didn't enjoy was Miz and Morrison's uh, the, the little backstage screen pop-up that they aired, I think it, I think I would have, it would have been better had they been on commentary making fun of both teams or, or not both teams, I guess just Lucha House Party in general, but, um, yeah. And then afterwards, Kalisto got in Lince Dorado's face and Grand Metallic held them back. And I'm like, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> I don't want to see them split the Lucha House Party up, but maybe there's a push for Kalisto coming soon, but I don't know. Uh, after that, Mandy Rose was interviewed backstage and spoke directly to Sonya Deville. Uh, she tried to get Sonya to just put everything behind them. And later on, uh, Dana Brooke tried to console... Sonya uh, about what happened to her this past week and got slapped for it. But then Sonya goes out to the to the ringside, not ringside, but the entrance or whatever, the Thunderdome, I guess I could just say. And she changes the hair versus hair match. 
It was a hell of a promo, but I was very much so looking forward to the hell, the hair versus hair match. And it's kind of, not kind of, it is disappointing that that's not happening. She changed it to a no DQ slash loser leaves WWE stipulation. Uh, and I think it's, I don't like the, the, the no DQ part because there's a street fight that night. But uh, outside of that, maybe they're giving her time off for what happened. I don't know. But after that, we saw the Golden Role Models being interviewed by Corey Graves and said that nobody can beat them both in the same night. And Naomi came out. Corey Graves suggested doing a beat the clock challenge, which Sasha Banks defeats Naomi in three minutes and 39 seconds. Naomi ends up defeating Bailey in a minute and 44, which was... Apparently, it was um, to see who would go on to have the first match at SummerSlam. But that makes no sense to me because Bailey volunteered on Monday Night Raw. She lost anyway here, but she, she still volunteered. So at least that's what my understanding was of Monday Night Raw. But Sasha was happy to see Bailey lose. Asuka comes out afterwards and basically says she's going to win both titles. Sasha goes after her. Asuka hits her, goes to the ring, attacks Bailey. After that, Bailey almost doesn't even bat an eye when she passes Sasha Banks lying there on the entrance ramp. So I don't want to see them break up, but it seems like that's happening. After that, we saw Nikki Cross backstage Basically said that Alexa Bliss has not been the same since her encounter with The Fiend. Um, And yeah, so we haven't seen Alexa Bliss. We didn't see Alexa Bliss on SmackDown. We just saw that Nikki Cross promo. Uh, And then earlier in the night, Jeff Hardy was in the trainer's room complaining about his knee. Then they showed footage later on of AJ Styles attacking Jeff Hardy during that Retribution opening segment. And... Jeff Hardy continued to go into the match. He ends up defeating AJ Styles to become the new Intercontinental Champion, uh, which was interesting. His leg was uh, getting progressively worse throughout the match, but he ends up using the knee brace to hit AJ Styles in the face. He was interviewed afterwards, and they played him off, which was weird. Uh, But uh, AJ Styles backstage ended up yelling uh, to Joseph Park, about how he used the the knee brace and he was he was furious, so it was cool to see Joseph Park again. <laughs> um, and then we had the Firefly Funhouse. We had Huskis and Ramblin' Rabbit reenact their own version of how Braun and Alexa Bliss played out from last week. Bray cuts it off, says that's not how it went down. Braun Strowman shows up on set, beats up Bray Wyatt. Come back from commercial break. They're brawling backstage. Braun chokeslams Bray Wyatt off of a loading dock area, which to me, it didn't look good. Um, But then the ambulance took forever to, to take off. And I'm sitting there, how? SmackDown opened so hot. And now it's like, this is just garbage. But the the... 
the ambulance backs up and you can see smoke is filled inside turns red the fiend comes out and he laughs so it it was uh, it was it wasn't the greatest of endings but it was much better than where i thought it was going to end and i thought we would have seen more retribution but that wasn't the case that was SmackDown moving over to SummerSlam predictions taking place at the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. It feels so good to say something other than the WWE Performance Center <laughs> taking place I, at the Thunderdome. I, and I got to ask you, are you going to be setting up your computer for the Thunderdome? I, like I said earlier in the show, I tried to sign up for the Thunderdome just to... Um, just to uh, humor it for SmackDown, didn't it get picked? Mm-hmm. What do you didn't mean? I, you have it, to get picked? Yeah, what do you mean? What do you, you think everybody's just going to be able to yeah, sign I, into the Thunderdome? What are you kidding me? There's yeah, limited yeah, yeah. seats, brother. Uh-huh. Do you not know how this thing works? Did you not see the NBA? Well, no, no. no. So they, they, it's like individual seats. So only one person can be on camera at one time. But yeah, it, like, I, it closed. So, I'm so very curious quickly. to see how this looks. It closed very quick. Look at an NBA game. <laughs> It'll be like that, but I assume bigger because it's the Amway Center. I think it's gonna be. I don't know what. Like in my mind, I'm picturing something like legit Thunderdome. No, well, it. I mean, it's it. You know, I'm I'm thinking they're gonna have like video screens stacked on top of each other. It kind of looks like the uh, the Friday Night SmackDown graphic. That they that they wait had. you you yeah they what do you few, mean where have you been no they didn't I, but, I didn't but like news sites did uh I haven't I haven't seen the preview of it in my mind I'm thinking Thunderdome like from Mad Max yeah that's uh I never saw Mad Max but I know what you're talking about that's more like the uh, uh what is that cage yeah the exhibition yeah. Yeah. So SummerSlam, a bunch of matches. We can start with the street fight. Extreme rule. No. Street mm-hmm. fight for, uh, I guess, bragging rights. Dominic Mysterio making his in-ring debut versus Seth Rollins. I am going to say Dominic Mysterio, and I know that's probably uh, next. I'm going to go with Rollins, but now you have to explain to me why you're picking Dominic, even though you mentioned before you're thinking that, are you thinking Dominic's going to align himself with Rollins? I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think it'll be like a a feel-good story if it ends up with Dominic on top. And uh, that's the thing. I don't could, care. If... Then he could beat up Ray or something. I don't know. What are they just going to throw the whole match out and he joins at the beginning or something? I don't know. I don't, that's the thing. I don't care for a feel good story. He's I got want gear made. Mysterio. He's got gear. Huh? He's got gear made. I mean, it could be a finger poke of doom. Oh, come, nah, I don't think so. I know. I'm going. I'm going Rollins though. I'm going Rollins. The only other match that is not for a championship was supposed to be a hair versus hair match between Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. It's literally one of the matches that I was most looking forward to. But it got changed on SmackDown to a no DQ slash loser leaves WWE match. Yeah. Which crazy, very crazy story came out this week about uh, a, a home invader to Sonya Deville's house while Mandy Rose was there. And 
that is just absolutely yeah, insane. Uh, to- totally horrific. Um, this person has been, I guess, uh, making messages and comments on her Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. There were uh, very obsessed with her. Yeah, there was apparently a burner account that said, "Look outside, baby. By your pool, I'm here. I'm going to kill that little beep. You have, uh, you have inside with you, which would have been Mandy Rose, I believe. Yeah, and apparently. He got into the house, and then they ended up. Um, Sonia Deville Sonya confronted was there. him. Yeah, that's like the craziest thing. That has to be so scary, you know. Um, apparently, they they escaped through the uh, to get to the car. They drove away, and then I guess somehow this guy was following her in the house and ended up going upstairs instead of somewhere else. But they were watching him on the on the security cameras. Cops get there, and they ended up finding so much disturbing stuff. Um, tasers. Um, zip ties. Rope. Zip ties. Just crazy stuff. And uh, thank goodness they, they arrested him and everything, and Saint, yeah, and Sonia and Mandy are safe. Yeah, absolutely. This, this could have ended so much worse, and it's horrific in – that something like this almost took place. Um, But as far as this actual match goes, I'm going to pick Sonya Deville to lose. I'm going Mandy Rose. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe the events that happened with Sonya Deville has to do with the, the change of the match. I don't know. Uh, I I was looking forward to it, but uh, I'm just, I'm just glad that both of them are safe. For the United States Championship, we have Apollo Crews versus MVP. It only seems like MVP will be winning this, but I'm going to stay Apollo Crews. I am agreeing with you. I think that it's going to be Apollo Crews as well, um, especially with Lashley and Benjamin at um, outside of ringside, which most likely that won't stand. Um, who knows? This could be a match where our truth and the title ring comes involved. You know, yeah. and Cruz picks up a victory as a distraction because it seems like that's been happening a good amount during their segments. Um, next up, let's talk about the tag team titles on the line. The Raw Tag Team Times, uh, Street Profits, defending against Andrade and Angel Garza. I'm going to go with Andrade and Angel Garza. Hmm. What do you hmm. think? I don't know. Do they split up if they lose? Uh, if they do, I smell trouble for Dawkins. No, 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 no. Andrade and Angel Garza, do they split up if they lose? Oh, if they lose. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they would do if they split up. I'll, I'll say Andrade and Angel Garza. I'm, you know what? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm going to say the Street Profits. Okay. I'll kick myself yeah, after, I... but whatever. I, I don't understand. I don't know what they would do with Andrade and Angel Garza after, if they do end up splitting because I, I feel like they would be stuck in limbo. At least if at least keeping them together right now, it makes more sense in my opinion. Right. Um, next up, let's talk about – all right. Let's go to Sasha Banks defending her championship against Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. I'm going to go with Asuka. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say Asuka as well. Okay. Uh, and then Asuka versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. We should have started with that one first because that was the first match taking place, but I that's Bailey retains. Yeah. Bailey retains, Sasha shame. Banks loses. They're like, what the hell? And then they have to defend the titles the week afterwards, the uh, the tag titles. At so payback. my whole... My whole thing is, I think that Bailey is going to cost Oscar, uh, cost Sasha Banks the match. That well, but like not on purpose though. Yes, not on purpose. But that would make no sense because them. they have the tag team championship match the week after. But that's where we end up having troubled water. You know, that's when Trish and Lita end up becoming the tag team champions. Exactly. But that was just a joke. I don't think. It'll be Trish and Lita. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the WWE Universal Championship, Braun Strowman will be facing The Fiend. Uh, the Fiend? I'm going with uh, The Fiend as well. I think The Fiend's going to pick up the victory. I, yeah. Not, I, I feel like, huh? I don't know. He won it at WrestleMania 36, was not really done anything with it. Yeah, we really haven't had a Fiend match even. And then it's you like, know? when, who takes it from the Fiend? Is it Bill Goldberg again? Uh, Signed not. up for two two years or whatever? Two more years? Yeah. Main event, uh, might not be the main event for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre will be facing Randy Orton. The tagline for for SummerSlam is you'll never see it coming or you won't see it coming. I'm going Randy Orton. Like maybe Otis afterwards though or? Oh, O-T-I-S. Huh. So, okay. So I'm picking 100%. I think Randy Orton's going to win. I, yeah. I think he's I, going I'm to, saying I, Randy Orton as well, but I really, I hope that's not Randy Orton. Honestly, like, Drew McIntyre. I feel bad for Drew McIntyre. His title reign right now isn't really eye catching for me. Um, but. He's also a champion during a very difficult time where he doesn't have the crowd to play up his title reign, which I'm sure if he did, it would be a lot different. But his title reign right now isn't really up there. So I'm going to go with Randy Orton. And then your prediction about OTIS, maybe that could happen. But then since he's on Raw and and Tucky's on SmackDown, I don't know what will happen. And his sweet peach is on SmackDown. Oh, so he can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So he can't do that. No, no, no. Oh, huh. I just always had SummerSlam dreams of Otis winning the title. Yeah, but I have SummerSlam dreams of him and Mandy like being happy together. We can't separate them. Don't write that. Well, that was WWE SummerSlam. Hey, Brandon, got any shout-outs? Hey there, Hiff, we should listen to Brandon's shout-outs. 
We just mentioned him. I'm giving a shout out to the best of Drew McIntyre in Evolve. Uh, it's on the WWE Network. It was one of the few independent promotional things that they added to the network. Um, in it, there's Drew McIntyre, or Drew Galloway, I should say, versus Chris Hero. As Chris Hero, not uh, Cassius Ono, who's mm-hmm. listed as also <laughs> Cassius Ono on the things, on the, the bumpers for it. But you got Ricochet, Johnny Gargano, and a few others. And uh, it really just showcased how good Evolve was. Mm-hmm. And how the ta- how good the talent there was. Yeah. Uh, and then, told- go on. No, I totally agree with you. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, what do you mean, a lot of and fun? To watch. Oh, well, I think yeah. it's going to be mean, a lot of fun I watched to watch it. all that. You should, you should definitely check it out. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, I figured since uh, it's SummerSlam this weekend, maybe I'll give a shout-out to the lip-sync video that WWE did in 2012. Don't even know if you remember it or not. Um, mm. But it was the, a bunch of the boys backstage... Um, doing a lip sync to, I guess the theme song to SummerSlam. And it starts out with Santino trying to start the video. Oh, like, kind of, hmm, yeah. How I do I that. start this? I don't know how to start this. And it like, and then like other people start and he goes, I'm not going to be in the video. Help me. Somebody help me. And like throughout the video, it's Santino cutaways being like comedic, comedically not knowing how to work a laptop, I guess. But you had, like, mm-hmm. Ryder, you had Alicia Fox, um, a bunch of other people. And the other storyline in that was CM Punk refusing to dance and lip sync throughout the whole video until the end where he, like, he's by, he looks around, he's by himself, and he picks up a water cooler and starts banging on it and dancing. And Sheamus, <laughs> like, cuts him off. He's like, what, what's going on here? But it, it just showed, like, the locker room camaraderie. I thought it was cool. I still, to this mm-hmm. day, like it. Um... And then the last shout-out goes to The Lakes, which is the bonus track on Taylor Swift's Folklore album. They finally released it. I have not gotten my album yet. It's still in pre-shipment. So I guess they're, like, custom. They're, like, made to order. They, like, they, mm-hmm. they went to see how many CDs they need to press before doing that. So that's what's the holdup, I guess. But thankfully... They released it online, so I was able to listen to the lakes. I, I thought it was a really good track, and I'm happy to have finally heard it. I know you. Damn. I mean, did you listen to the album yet, or no? Um, I'm gonna say no. no I have of not. Of course not. But those are my <laughs> shoutouts. Moving on to ow ow. is right our mark out moment of the week um do you have any for like the week specifically uh um i was watching married with children the other night and it was the episode with king Kong bundy okay so that's well, always a cool what are you playing that a uh, 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 brother or a cousin i think a cousin oh a little um so on the way home from work i was listening to espn radio and they had a a tweet that they read out loud and it was in regards to Pete Rosenberg and all of them and Michael K. And it was a tweet from uh shining wizards, Kevin. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah, so I was driving home from work, and they're like, they read the tweet, and they they said, Shining Wizards Kevin. I'm like, Shining Wizards Kevin? <laughs> did you, I, did you I tweet know. them or no? No, no, not, not yet. I haven't had a chance to, but they said that, and I'm like, that's so cool. But yeah, go give uh, Kevin a follow at Kevin Griffo, and check out Shining Wizards Podcast. They're awesome over yeah, there. They're also nearing 500 but, episodes. I don't know if any other wrestling podcasts are doing that, so... Yeah, must have. But uh, I'm going with <laughs> I'm going to go with flashback markout moments since SummerSlam weekends here, and we have Takeover. Oh, uh, first one taking place August nineteenth, two thousand seventeen, I believe. Brooklyn three, when Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish like officially appeared as a tag team for WWE, taking out Authors of Pain and uh, Sanity after they had won the match. And then later on, they appeared when Drew McIntyre won the uh, the NXT Championship, and Adam Cole debuts. One of the loudest pops I've ever heard live. Uh, I thought that was awesome. Working back in time, have to say uh, Bailey defeating Sasha Banks at NXT Takeover Brooklyn. I like. I always speak so highly of that. I was super high from that match, like just off mm-hmm. of the adrenaline. I still get goosebumps watching it. Definitely one of the best matches I've ever seen live. Um, and another one I feel like we should discuss, the fact SummerSlam 2002, you and I went. We had seats in a suite where before the event, Jerry Lawler showed up thinking it was his friend's suite. So we got nah, to meet that... Jerry Lawler and get pictures with him and stuff. Thought that was cool. Um but like I, I remember screaming my head off when Shawn Michaels defeated H, uh, Triple H. Do you remember anything specifically from that, or no? I I don't. You don't I, remember I rem- anything. I remember I remember being very happy about Brock Lesnar because I, I was a huge Brock Lesnar mark. And I remember, like, so The Rock was was face going into that match. I feel like yeah. And yeah, at the end, like the National Coliseum booed The Rock out of the Coliseum where I, re- I almost feel like he had a promo afterwards, too, that I don't remember, where he like grabbed the mic and he's like, ah, screw you or something like that. I don't know if that actually took place, but I'm like, I don't recall in my head. I feel like that that happened. And I remember uh-huh. going down the elevator afterwards and the one of the, like the, the dudes, the fathers or whatever, who clearly doesn't really didn't really watch wrestling. Just went for it with mm-hmm. his kids. Was I remember saying like uh, something like, "Oh, I can't believe we just saw Brock versus Brock" or something like that, and like th- thought like The Rock's name was also Brock. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then after that, we were that those marks who went out to the uh, Marriott across the way from the Coliseum. We met Rico, so that was also kind of cool. Yeah, um, that was, that's always fun to do. It's such a marky thing to do, I, yeah. but it's such an it, it is an adrenaline adrenaline rush to go in there and be like, oh wow, this is this person's walking by right now, and it's so it's pretty invasive. I think it's just checking it. Yeah, and I think it's it's cooler. Like yeah, that we went to the hotel to specifically meet people, but like if we're going to the hotel and just like. We just want to chill afterwards. There's a there was a bar there. I don't know if Champions at, is still open. At, at the time, I mean, we did after that. We did start to go to Champions and then just like run into wrestlers there. But like, and we didn't but bother at them. That time we would we just were be young, like, though. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you yeah, were like super if, old, but I was young. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I later think, I think on at that time, I was like forty-two. Yeah, later on in life, but, though, no, at, but, at wrestling events at the Coliseum, we would go afterwards to actually eat and, and drink or whatever. And yeah, if back a then wrestler, we were just kids. So yeah, and again, I was you were <laughs> full blown adult. But <laughs> if uh, if uh, a wrestler walked into the cha- into champions or whatever, we'd just Give him a head nod or whatever. Say, hey, hey, what's going on? That's it. We wouldn't, like, go over, like, hey, can we have a picture or whatever? Um, yeah. And even, like, I remember the one time we were leaving the Coliseum. Uh, not the Coliseum. We were leaving the Marriott, and Ziggler and, and Nikki were walking in. And we were just like, hey, man, big fan, great match. Thanks. Thanks, kid. That was it. Nah. We're not going to stop you. We're not going to be invasive, whatever. That's it. We're not here to bother you. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like we could go even further back with mark out moments because you went to SummerSlam 1998, which I still think has one of the best opening video packages of all time with Highway to Hell. I, I think it's one of the best theme songs for a pay per view. Like, what do you remember at all from that? Um, I remember having really great seats with my dad. Uh, I have the promo, pi- the poster that I got th- from there. Um, let's see. I remember the good seats. I remember Triple the ladder H, match a little bit. Triple H had the best tights I think he's ever worn at at that pay per view. I, I remember Taker and Stone Cold fighting through the crowd, but after that, it's hit or miss. It really is hit or miss. And, and like events, when I was like more towards the age of like um. Well, just events that I I didn't have a digital camera for or anything. I, I feel like I remember better now that I have digital cameras. So yeah, I, I there's wish, so many things I that wish I, I wish... had pictures and stuff back then. But dude, I me and my dad went to an event back in like 1993, maybe it may have been 93 or 94 at Nassau Coliseum, and they had it was a house show. It was a house show, and they had a, a battle event, royal, pal. and in this battle. A live event. In, in this battle royal, they had like Yokozuna, Shawn Michaels, Diesel, Razor Ramon, Body Donnas, um, all, all of, I think, Vader, all of these like wrestlers. And I wish that I had a camera back then because th- those were like just wrestlers that it would be so cool to have pictures of. And I think that we had really close up seats too. Yeah. Uh, we may have been on the floor, you know? Yeah. So that that would have been really cool. But what yeah, can you so do? That's uh, some flashback markout moments of the week. Uh, and that was the show, episode 498. You can check us out, markingout.com, prowrestlingtees.com slash markingout, facebook.com slash markingout, youtube.com slash markingout11, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and now on Spotify Podcasts. Check us out, instagram.com slash markingout11, twitter.com slash markingout, uh, at Chris Sweendog, at Dave the Rave underscore MO, at BTTG161, as well as that on uh, Instagram. Check me out. I'm a huge social influencer, big time. <laughs> uh, and that's about it. We wish you the. The. Best of luck in your future endeavors. Yeah.